the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Dust or snow settling on Rangers' win at Livingston. We're going to give you breaking team news from Celtic Park as well. Alex Ray is still with us. Roger Hanna will go and get the thoughts of David Martindale. Let's go to Celtic Park, get team news with Andrew McLean. Yeah, thankfully no snow inside Celtic Park, so there won't be any snowball delays at this one. But the big story is the return of Scott Brown. The first time he's been here as an opposition player since leaving the side he played for over 500 times. He starts for Aberdeen today, but in a position that Celtic fans aren't too used to seeing him in. But starting with the team news for the home side, they've made two changes from that entertaining but ultimately frustrating defeat to Bayer Leverkusen midweek. Out go near Beaton, who of course came off injured in that game. James Forrest drops to the bench. In come James McCarthy and Abada. So for Celtic today it'll be Joe Hart in goal, it'll be a back four of Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Stephen Welsh and Josip Juranovic. It'll be James McCarthy, Callum McGregor and David Turnbull, the midfield three with Leil Abada and Jota either side of Kyogo Furuhashi. The substitutes for Celtic today, Bain, Scales, Ayeti, Soro, Johnston, Forrest and Montgomery. And for Aberdeen, well, I'm told that this is the first starting lineup they've put out without a youth academy graduate in it since 1947. An incredible record that comes to an end today for them. Joe Lewis starting in goal, the back four, Ross McCrory, Scott Brown, the middle of that back three, and David Bates next to him, Jack Gurr. And Johnny Hayes, the two wing-backs, Lewis Ferguson and Dylan McGeoch, the central midfielders, Ryan Hedges and Marley Watkins, supporting Christian Ramirez up top. The substitutes for the visiting side today, Richie, McGinn, Emmanuel Thomas, Jenks, Campbell, Longstaff and Samuels. What a stat that is. Absolutely no idea if it's true, but I did read something <laughs> similar uh, a few weeks ago, so that would uh, stack up. Uh, did you see Scott Brown at the back, Andrew? Yep. Yeah, he'll play in the centre of a back three. Wow, how torn are the Celtic fans going to be the first time he kicks Kyogo, Hugh Evans? Oh, well, he'll be busy with emotion, Scott Brown. He couldn't be any other way. He was a magnificent Celtic captain. He was a trophy-laden Celtic captain. He's a quadruple treble winner. What more can you do? Made nearly 600 appearances for the club and it was the, the heartbeat of the team. In the latter years So he will He didn't get the chance to say goodbye to the Celtic supporters He'll get a chance to say hello today uh, But uh, He's there to do a job And that job is to deny Celtic points So As I say Emotionally dizzy Mark what do you make of that Celtic team? Uh, pretty predictable You know Abada coming in for Forrest um, You can maybe question that But James Forrest Obviously back uh, From injury And he had that game the other night Um McCarthy in the middle of the pitch for Celtic. I think that's a that's a big one. Um, when Beaton's taken out, now McCarthy has had a wonderful career, um, but you've got to say his time here at Celtic has been a bit slow to get off the ground. And today's an opportunity for him to to show what a good footballer he is. Now he's got McGregor and Turnbull in there beside him, so three very very good players went in possession. And I'm sure he'll relish the opportunity Coming up against a decent Aberdeen side When he, he looks who he's playing He's up against in the, the midfield area for Aberdeen And McGeoch and, and Ferguson It's going to be an interesting battle So as long as I think uh, the front three for Celtic perform The way they have been performing Then it should make for good watching for Ange Postacoglu And Scott Brown against Kyogo I mean that's the one everyone's going to keep an eye on Yeah look James McCarthy there will be People who are 
Not yet happy with what they've seen mm-hmm. in terms of form, Gordon. But he's been injured as well, and he's had difficulties which you know shouldn't be overlooked. He started two league games. One was the defeat at Livingston, and one was the home draw with Dundee United, in which he came off uh, at half time. That was the last time he started a match, so a big chance for him to go in and show what he can it's do. It's a massive chance, Gordon. He come on as a substitute on Thursday night in Germany. People say that well, he's not up to speed. The only way you can get a football player up to speed is get him on the pitch. And start getting them competitive games We all know that the lad's had a terrific career He's got great ability He's just got to go and try and stamp his authority In the Celtic middle of the park um, I think we're in for a real good game this afternoon Abada coming in there gives him a bit of freshness I agree with, with Mark I think Forrest obviously coming back from the fitness Been out for a, a period of time They've got to nurse him through the games uh, To right up to speed Abada has been excellent for Celtic Gives him good pace Gives him good width In the right hand side Jota and Kyogo It will be interesting I think Scott Brown could play there For another few years He's got so much experience He'll organise his two centre backs And he'll try and make it as difficult as, as possible It's not new to him He's done it he, I think he went in that role against Rangers At Ibrox mm-hmm. as well And was excellent So it's a big day for him emotionally as well Going back to the club that he achieved so so much and uh, as I say I think we're in for a good afternoon of football we've already had a good game at Livingston hopefully same again you look at Aberdeen's uh, record this season so far 14 games played 4 wins 4 wins out of 14 7 defeats there that's the same number of defeats that Dundee have suffered for example and Dundee are down second bottom of the league Uh, so they're not in the best of shape they have been denied Funzo Ojo today I think wrongly Uh, A a ridiculous red card That cannot be rescinded Because it would contradict The letter of the law Well Laws are there to be observed But it's it's still A hard one for Aberdeen to take So they're not in the best of shape They're not in the best of form They're up against a Celtic side Who really cannot afford To drop any points So the pressure Is all on Aberdeen they are a bit of a strange case, Andrew McLean. It's two wins in 15, which by anyone's reckoning is poor. Uh, but those two wins came against Hibs and against Hearts. So, you know, in theory, tough games to win. They also came either side of that impressive draw at Ibrooks. And, and some observers would say that, you know, within games, they, they don't play too badly. And I think a lot of the stats would sort of back that up about chances they create and so on. And Christian Ramirez has a decent enough goal return. But you can't really argue with the, the two wins in 15. Yeah, it just hasn't clicked into place at all for Aberdeen really under Stephen Glass. As you say, there has been some spells in games where they've looked okay, but in the main, you look before that three-game spell where they beat Hearts at home, they drew with Rangers and they beat Hibs at home. They were on a five-game straight loss run. They've lost their last two as well and they just don't really seem to be able to pick up any consistency, any momentum. And you wonder, is this a game that they'll be able to to spark themselves into life? It has been the big occasions this season where they have stepped up to the plate and got the better results, but there's every chance that they come here and, and maybe hit that form that they've had previously this season where they've just not been so great and it's, you know, conceded goals pretty easily at the back and, and Celtic could have a field day against them. You never really know what Aberdeen side is going to turn up. Yeah, I know Ange Postacoglu, Andrew's been making admissions that, of course, he's going to have to freshen the team up at times. They have a brutal schedule um, between now and the end of the year. The League Cup final is thrown into that mix 
as well But is it safe to say the Celtic squad is Not quite in the place yet Where for a game like this Kyogo doesn't play or Jota doesn't play But we're still seeing sort of minimum changes at the moment Yeah well Ange Postacoglu talked about that Unprovoked really after the game against Leverkusen midweek He said the substitutes just didn't give him really what he wanted when they came on you had James McCarthy coming on for near Beaton who was injured Albion Ayeti came on for Kyoko Furuhashi and that was the point that the game really changed Celtic managed to to get ahead against Bayer Leverkusen they were looking good at that point they struggled at times in the first half but they managed to get that foothold they'd, they'd got ahead they had something to hold on to but those substitutes that came on just weren't able to provide the same quality as the guys in the starting lineup. and I think that's why Ange Postacoglu will really be looking forward to the January window because he really needs to beef out that squad with a, a lot more quality Yep that's the, the case for Celtic the, having detailed Aberdeen's worries uh, the number of games lost uh, the players they don't have in the team today you come back to the same old thing about Celtic in Ralston, Carter Vickers Welsh and Juranovic you have a back four who did not defend well uh, against Bayer Leverkusen. Had, had a, a lead and eight minutes to go and couldn't hold out. You, you can't just feel... label that in the back four, Hugh. No, but you it, can. In general terms, though, Mark, it, whether it's domestic or European football, they're, they're not convincing at the back. Yeah, but at, at the back, for instance, when that third goal goes in, that's a, that's a midfielder who doesn't track that run. It's a collective. It's a collective for Celtic at the minute, defensively. And that's where... I, I, you know, I'm I'm struggling to pick up in things that people always have a go at this back four. You know, it, it seems like there's a split. It's an attack and a defence for Celtic and people expect Joe Hart and the four defenders in front of him to deal with floods of players coming up. It's just not football. It's just not sustainable. You can't do it. You need a full team performance to get a result if you look places domestic, like that. If you look domestically, I think they've lost the league, at least the amount of goals in the league, yep. right? So it tells you there's not a lot wrong. The difference with Thursday night, Gordon, was the, the calibre of the players that you're playing against. That was a step up. Let's be honest. Leverkusen are a top, top side. You're away from home. You're in Germany. They're going to create chances against you. They're going to cause you problems. Yeah, you can pick out uh, you know, small points about the defending, but Mark's right. The greatest saying I'm a coach will tell you is you defend from the front, your middle part, and your back men. I do agree with you in a sense that he needs more strength in there. He needs more options. You look at the bench today. I think if he believed in his bench a bit stronger, I thought he'd have made maybe a couple of more changes today. But McCarthy's in there because obviously mm. Beaton Rogic is not fit just now. So, And it's an opportunity for the boy at home to go and start his Celtic career. Just a reminder of where Celtic are at, Hugh. Ange Postacoglu can't change that right now. No one can change it right now. You look at the bench today... It's nowhere near as strong as a no. Celtic bench that you've become accustomed to in the last few seasons. Yes, Tom Rogic is injured and Starfield and Julian. These things happen in football, though. They are at the start of this. And it, it, everyone said in the summer, this is going to take more than one transfer window. Oh. So we can't now be surprised in late November that it is indeed going to take more than one transfer window. When everyone said it back then. I, I think that what he has done, Ange Postacoglu, since uh, taking over, has been... Commendable uh, He got off to the worst possible start Losing the Champions League qualifier Then he lost the first league game to Hearts But Four months later You arrive at a situation Whereby People are disappointed In the final result Against Bayer Leverkusen Because it was 3-2 uh, for Leverkusen 
so that's a, a measure of how far he has mm. come. But defensively, he needs signings. Up front, he needs signings. Uh, a Yeti for me is a lost cause. Giacomacus, uh on what we've seen so far, wouldn't fill you with optimism. And he's semi-permanently injured. Uh, they need signings in that regard as well. They really do. Because if Kyogo goes out of the team, you are immediately pessimistic. Because who who will take over the mantle Kyogo, of goal scorer? Quickly, I'll carry on your point. I think Posikogo's done a remarkable job with what he was given at the start of seeing Gorn. Oh, that was short and sweet but I, I did, did ask you to make yeah, it short yeah, and sweet did, I did gave, you, you, just, me the shine. you did not disappoint We're going to take a breather there Because there's a couple of things to line up for you We are building up to kick off between Celtic and Aberdeen We are reflecting on Rangers' victory at Livingston So as we often do on a six hour Sunday We'll open the lines early 0141 951 1025 Rangers fans, give us a call right now Tell us what you made of that how pleased have you been with the start to life under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? What about the impact Fashion Sakala made? Anything else you're noticing uh, about the tweaks? Everyone said this was going to be a tough place to go, uh, but it was relatively comfortable in the end. So pick up the phone right now, let us know. Celtic fans, you can build up to kick off with us as well. We'll open the lines early, 0141 951 1025. Let's hear you. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are in the studio Alex Ray is still freezing at the Tony Macaroni Arena And Andrew McLean's looking ahead to Celtic Aberdeen As we always do on these long Sundays We open the phone lines nice and early And we'd love to hear from you So pick up that phone Dial 0141 951 And tell us what is on your mind Whether you're a Rangers fan, impressed with what you saw at Livingston Maybe slightly concerned At the one goal uh, That was given away But in the end A fairly comfortable afternoon Fashion Sakala's impact Again Patterson and Tavernier Shared the pitch for a while So what are you making Of your new manager And his start to life Back at the club And Celtic fans We've given you the team James McCarthy is in From the start What do you make of that 0141 951 1025 a good afternoon of football action for us, Hugh Evans. Yeah, started well for the Rangers fans. Um, Livy are now involved in a, a bit of a tussle. The, the bottom six, all separated by six points. Uh, and, you know, teams in a little bit of ball that you didn't expect, didn't expect Aberdeen to be bottom six. Uh, St Johnston, two cups last season, but they're, they're quietly just slipping down the table. Um, so things are... Tense there And that, that makes it a big afternoon For Aberdeen at Celtic Park I just feel that uh, Celtic have had a heavy workload uh, Coming back from Germany uh, Not a lot of recovery time um, And James McCarthy will I think need to make a solid contribution today There's a job to be done He has a role to fulfil uh, There was an awful lot expected of McCarthy When he came to the club he has to start showing something to the Celtic fans today He doesn't want it on his record As Gordon DL pointed out You know, he's started two games Neither of which was won by Celtic So uh, he'll want to make a statement about himself today, I'm certain uh, By my reckoning, you Rangers fans who were at Livingston Will just about be getting back into what we would consider Glasgow in the West So it's a good excuse to pick up the phone And let us know uh, what you made of the performance Alex, it was never going to be Perfect at this stage But the the wobble In the first half Was that A small Footnote On, on what was otherwise a, 
a fairly straightforward afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you consider the the start that they had, Gordon. You know, you look at uh, you know the opening twenty minutes, they were coasting it, two good goals, and then in the manner in which they lost the goal, a big raking straight ball. I think Conor Coulson gets caught too square, he doesn't recover, and then obviously Balligan doesn't. Uh, sorry, uh, Bassi. Bassi does. So Bassi doesn't recover, Gordon, and uh, unfortunately for Rangers, they concede that goal. Uh, but yeah, at that stage, you're thinking, right, okay, you just settle down. But you have to say the ball in from uh, Bailey to. Uh, James Forrest's brother, Alan Forrest, was tremendous. And uh, I thought he should actually done better, Gordon. I, I know he was slightly behind him, but I have to say it's another big save by McGregor. You know, we, we questioned him through the week, you know, thinking, was he going to play in a surface like this? And when you look at it, uh, you know, he comes up with big saves time after time because that allowed them to settle down, get into half time. And then when they came out in the second half, they were kind of coasting. Uh, the possession rate was incredible. And for me, it's just when they get in that final third, they'll be looking to try and add to that little bit of quality so that they're finishing more. Because when you've got that amount of possession, that amount of good ball in the final third, you just need to kill teams off because whilst it's still 2-1 the guys in the studio are the same you're always likely to try and uh, you're likely to concede one so uh, you know but it's a good uh, three points for Rangers on the road you know they've got a difficult game on Wednesday night and, and I think there's a work in progress as well I thought Kent was very lively in the second half at times you know he was driving at people showed a real bit of hunger uh, uh, you know and then obviously um, we looked at Patterson coming on the right hand side as well uh, trying to complement what Tavernier's doing and, and I said it earlier on Gordon when you've got 10 assists in 14 games it's an incredible return for a right back uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why he, he's a go-to guy at right back for Rangers A few things are happening simultaneously Alex of course right it's just about getting results and winning games that, that doesn't stop because you've got a new manager and in fact far from it because it's such a busy period but we're also Trying to learn right? what, what does Giovanni van Bronckhurst want? What has he changed? Did we see any further evidence of things that he has tweaked today? Well, well under, you know, I think obviously it's uh, the 4 2 3 1. You know, um, the one thing that's been evident in the opening two games, Gordon, is you're getting midfield runners going beyond. You look at it uh, on Thursday night against Prague, you know, it was uh, Hadji running in behind laterally. Uh, and I think this is the first real thing that I've seen. You look at it today, Aribo did it as well. Arfield gets his goal from it. So I think that's a feature that you're actually starting to see a lot more of. The the three in front of the two holding midfielders are actually running. There's a lot more rotation in the system as well because when you get the runners, you're getting the, the Morelos dropping short and they're getting the overloads and things. So... Uh, yeah, I think I think they are all evident. Uh, so, what, so what was the, what was the main difference then beforehand, other than to say that they they didn't have midfield runners as often? Was was there more of a reliance on those two number tens, if if you call them that, to, to sort of come in the pitch and make things happen? Is that what's different? Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. You're actually getting that, you know, and you're trying to get overloads more central, and then you were getting the width from your fullbacks. So there's 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 a difference from that aspect as well. And and then out of possession, I think Rangers can be a lot more braver because. Well, you have the midfield three. If any of the fullbacks get out for the opposition, then they had to shuffle right across the pitch. And if it was a quick uh, transfer of uh, possession to the other side, that midfield three have to shuffle across. Whereas with this system, Gordon, the two uh, wider ones of the, the advanced three then push onto the fullbacks. So the midfielders don't have to do that kind of 
charging across laterally in the pitch. So that's another feature that you're seeing and, and it allows them to just engage with the fullbacks. Uh, and then you're seeing them being more uh, creative, driving at people. And that's what we're seeing about the second half. I just felt as if Ryan Kent was getting at people. He was kind of creative. He was trying to make things happen. He's ch checking inside. He tried to have a raking shot into the far corner, never quite connected with it. So you're just seeing wee different fa things and phases of play that's actually materialising. And you have to remember, Gordon, they've only been in the building a week uh, give or take so you know I think overall I think they'll be delighted with it it gives them another couple of days to recover and then get some more information into the guys work on the things that they're already doing because the one thing you can guarantee when you go to Easter Road you're in for a tough night I did say the phone lines often more often than not open early on a six hour Sunday so let's hear you on 01419511025 that's exactly what Matt from Knightswood has done uh, were you were you through at the game today Matt what did you make of it? Yeah, I was. Um, I was there for the game of the day. I was delighted with the performance overall. I thought, um, just in comparison with like, the performances under Gerard, a lot of the time it was quite one-dimensional in terms of just passing it, keeping the ball in the midfield, then getting crosses in for the wide areas. But today I thought we passed through the lines a lot better. The passing was a lot quicker. Um, we cut them open on quite a few occasions and it was a bit more exciting to watch, so... Overall, delighted with the performance the boys put in the day. Is that something you recognised, Alex? Maybe a bit more direct or, or direct, you know, at certain times. Yeah, well, the thing is, you get a rebo uh, in that number ten position as well, Gordon. You've also got the the two lateral ones, Hadji on one side, Kent on the other side. So you can actually play like uh, like the forty five pass diagonally, uh, and it causes problems. And uh, you know, and then when when one of them go in behind you then get people dropping into position so you have that rotation and it's very difficult for the, the two sitting midfielders of Holt and Omenga today it, it was difficult for them to actually cope with that because they've got to match the runners and by doing that then someone's dropping deep and centre-halves don't want to come in there or pass over so you, they got a lot of joy from that Gordon so I just felt as if it was a bit more free-flowing it was more pleasing in the eye for the Rangers fans uh, and as I said I think if they're a wee bit more kind of clinical and a better quality in that final third I just felt as if they could have racked up a couple of more goals was there a standout performer for you, Matt, who caught the eye? Um, well, there's a couple to be fair. Like, I do have to mention overall, like, for the most part, Calvin Bassey once again. Like, like I mean, the last game against Sparta Prague, like, when I looked at the team sheet, I thought straight away that kind of caught my eye. I was like, he's not an actual centre-back. And it was brilliant that day. And today, it didn't really get caught out too much considering he was a guy who's like that's not his trade he's not centre back week in week out so I thought he was still solid Ryan Kent he was happy at carrying the ball running at people and I, for the most part like there's not anyone that I thought they had a stinker the day everybody I thought played their part and it was on the whole a comfortable performance from the Rangers What about you Alex having been there and sometimes you get a, a totally different perspective from the guys in the studio who were the standouts for you? Well, uh, I was encouraged with what I've seen with Kent at times, particularly in the second half, Gordon. I thought he was really bright. Uh, Tavernier continues to impress with his, uh, his, his assists. Uh, Kamara keeps things neat and tidy in the middle of the park. I don't think there was anyone that was actually outstanding today, Gordon. I just thought they were a very workmanlike. They got about their business. They were comfortable in possession. And I think across the board, I think most people will be quite encouraged with what they said. And you have to say, McGregor comes up again when it matters because, you know, he's 40 uh, at the turn of January and you think to yourself how long can this guy go on but he just produces big saves at the right time and it allows this team to function in the manner that they do It was only one or two ropey moments Matt obviously the goal conceded and then maybe the chance not long after uh, that Alan McGregor saved as Alex quite rightly points out did, did those moments concern you or overall you know, were, 
were the, the good things the, the main aspect that you'll take away from today Can you hear us Matt? Have you still got us? I think he was there I think he's still there We'll get producer Chris to try and uh, get Matt back Alex, same question to you First then How much will Giovanni Van Bronker see room for improvement in those moments Or is it about Well, you've gone to a difficult place and got all three points yeah, without doubt he'll be looking for improvements, Gordon. You look at the opportunities that Livingston carved out. Now, that's a, a big wrecking ball. Uh, and, and they've done it time after time throughout the course of the game. So when you're a defender, Mark will tell you that. You tend to try and dop a little bit so you can see him on your uh, you know, on your side so that you can buy a little bit of time. Whereas if you get a little bit square, you don't pick up the flight of the ball, then obviously what happens today, you get punished with it. I think one of the key things I've said that, I think it's two goals... Uh, sorry, two clean sheets in 12 games for Rangers. That, without doubt, will have to improve going forward because you can't continue to concede goals, Gordon. You know, they're obviously winning games, but as a manager, you're always looking for uh, improvements in that area. And I think uh, the back four will be looking to improve that because when you when you, meant, you look at these stats, they're not particularly great, uh, although they're getting the job done. I think we'll bring Matt in. I think we've got him again. Uh, Matt, I was just asking you if you were concerned at all about the goal conceded and the other defensive laps or... Or is that not something that bothers you too much? Come in. Hello. We've got you, Matt. On you go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Cheers, Bill. <Bob. laughs> uh, no, on the whole, it's, on the whole, the positives outweigh the negatives. It's, it's hard to say otherwise because like, going forward, we're always a threat. But you always thought we were going to create answers are going to score. Um, and it's Giovanni's been in the door about a week or two. So he's not going to be able to implement his full philosophy on the team in terms of attackingly and defensively so we're still going to leave chances at the back but on the whole there was a lot of bright spots to leave me confident going into the Hibs game on Wednesday Yeah again Alex we're looking for for clues if you like and hints at what's happening going forward maybe we're just a bit obsessed with this because he's Scottish and he's an international player but again we saw Tavernier and Patterson on the pitch at the same time was there long enough to detect whether it worked and is that another sign that the manager's certainly not ready to give up on it yet. I was I was more encouraged with what I saw today, Gordon. Patterson was getting the ball, Tavernier's underlapping, there were little giving goes at times. So you can actually see that relationship there. And I, I don't want to be disrespectful to Livingston. I think that can work there when you've got a lot of the ball. You know, you're picking up the ball, you're driving it to fullback. He tried to wrap a couple of balls around the face. It didn't quite work for him. He tried to cut one back to Arfield. It was just a little bit overhit. So there's signs of encouragement there, Gordon. But I, th- I think as the jury's still out whether this is going to be a long-term thing. But... The one thing we do know is, is you're going to persevere with it because uh, that's uh, back-to-back games where he's actually done that mm-hmm. now. Uh, Matt, before we let you go, a week is a long time in football. How has your emotions? How have your emotions changed from last Sunday evening to today? Seven days, so much disappointment in the League Cup semi. How would you kind of t- describe how you're feeling about things now compared to then? Well, I was kind of a rollercoaster of emotions to be honest with you because. Obviously, Gerard was at the door and it just kind of came as a shock, you know what I mean, out of the blue. And then all of a sudden, for that semi final, which is obviously so big to us, considering we won, like, albeit it was a big trophy, it was one out of nine, and we wanted to add cups to this season. And it was just kind of out of the blue how it happened. So the performance, listen, it was nowhere near good enough for a Rangers player. But at the end of the day, I knew we weren't settled. It was, we didn't have Giovanni in, but he's coaching staff in time. So I felt, listen, it was always going to be a tough game, but we just need to put it behind us and carry on with that season. 
And the past two games of all our bright spots to see that the future is going to be good for us. Yeah, you can't argue with the start. Thank you, Matt. Somewhere between Livingston and Knightswood, 01419511025. Phone lines are open early, and we will go back to Celtic Park as we continue the build up to the visit of Aberdeen next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are here The phone lines are open If you want to reflect on Rangers' victory at Livingston Or look ahead to Celtic Aberdeen We would love to have you So pick up the phones We're here until 6 o'clock Plenty of time left to get your thoughts over And of course, as always You can tweet at Clyde SSB uh, Various emotions going around Celtic Park today I would imagine Andrew McLean It is the return of former captain Much decorated captain Scott Brown uh, and of course the first home game since the sad passing of Lisbon Lion Bertie Ald I believe he's the, the front cover of the match programme this afternoon Yeah the front cover of the match programme and not only that if you look in the centre circle there's a, a huge flag that has the Celtic green and white hoops on it across the top it says that's entertainment which is obviously a Bertie Ald catchphrase he was always wanting to entertain it's got the big number 10 in the middle and at the bottom it says you'll never walk alone. So he'll of course be remembered by the Celtic players, the Celtic staff and the Celtic supporters here today. And as you say, Scott Brown here as well, a legend returning to play against the club for the first time since he left him. It was interesting actually watching him when he came out the tunnel for his warm-up because he was the first Aberdeen player uh, down the tunnel. He's actually just running down the tunnel now. Uh, to go back in uh, before coming out again but when he was coming out the tunnel to uh, go and warm up he was the first Aberdeen player out there and he was getting applause from the Celtic supporters that were in the ground at that point it was quite empty at that point but Scott Brown was was head down He, he, he didn't sort of take any notice of it and that's just what Scott Brown is like you know he, he loved his time here he, he loves the club he has some great memories at Celtic but Scott Brown is a, a determined player he's a competitor he's a winner he will be forgetting all that today he will do everything in his, in his power to make sure that Aberdeen can come away from this game with the right result and I'm sure he'll applaud the Celtic fans at the end of the game but before then his mind will fully be focused on what he can do for Aberdeen I mean like anything in time you get used to it Mark Wilson you get slightly Slightly Being the key word Used to him In the, the red of Aberdeen Not at Celtic Park mm. This will be a new challenge yeah. For the For the The eyesight of us all To adjust and get used to Scott Brown At Celtic Park On the opposition team Wearing a red strip Pretty strange yeah And I've, I've seen Celtic On social media as well Posting him arriving Off the Aberdeen bus Saying the uh, A Celtic legend Arrives But he's in his Aberdeen You know tracksuit And it looks odd Still to see t-shirt him. though T-shirt, yeah, yeah It's yeah, minus but, five out there Yeah, it's still warm for him just now But Andrew's right he, He'll understand that there's a job to be done uh, Great history with the club Great servant But his employers are Aberdeen And we've got to remember that he's a player for Aberdeen But he is on the coaching staff as well So his fate is tied to Stephen Glass in that respect And he'll be well aware of that this afternoon And the interesting thing Hugh mentioned it earlier Scott Brown, middle of that defence against Kyogo with Kyogo's movement now We've seen centre-halves European centre-halves We've seen our own domestic centre-halves Struggle with Kyogo's movement How will Scott Brown deal with it today In quite a big pitch? Remember when he we went to Ibrox He scored a magnificent diving header mm-hmm. uh, The so celebration will be a bit different today I think if he does well, that the, uh, Will it? Because you know, as Andrew McLean is describing He's getting applauded by all sides of the stadium But keeping his head down Because he can't get caught Emotionally caught 
he's there to win for Aberdeen uh, and if he scores I think he will celebrate do you think so I, I'm kind of torn on this because generally speaking I think players refusing to celebrate against their own team is a bit of a nonsense and it's quite cringeworthy but I wonder if you you get to a stage where you, you cross that line when we're talking 600 appearances here and then multiple trophies club captain you know, you know is that is that the level that you then don't milk the celebration? I think the, you know, as long as the game was going the right way, I think the Celtic fans would be disappointed if he scored and didn't celebrate. It's what he's known for, his passion. Mm. Andrew he's... McLean's reminding me of one, though. He's sent me a message to say, remember Frank Lampard when he scored for Man City oh, against okay. Chelsea? Uh, yeah, that's, that and was horrible. It just horrible. felt weird, it just felt wrong. It was all... The goal was strange I, I scored against Dundee United mm. for Celtic I ran into the crowd I know but and, with, and all due, with all due yeah, respect Your Dundee United career Was a bit different From Scott Brown's Celtic uh, career There was only 500 mm. appearances in, in between us You know But I, I'm uh, with you Mark I think he should mm. uh, Look At quarter to five Ten to five Whatever it may be Of course go and applaud The Celtic fans I'm sure they will Absolutely love it the fact that so you think it. if he scores today He'll do the Ibrooks knee slide in the corner And all that stuff I don't think he'll overdo it But I think he will celebrate uh, Hugh the other side of the emotion though uh, As Andrew quite rightly points out Bertie Ald Lovely yeah. front cover for him in the match day programme A big uh, piece of material in the Covering the centre circle With his number on it And that's entertainment So a nice uh, tribute to him In the first home game since To my way of thinking Players come into two categories Uh you can be revered, idolised by the Celtic support if you were, for example, Henrik Larsson. The arguably best player I've ever seen in a Celtic jersey. And then you can be the player who touches people's lives, genuinely touches people's lives. Again, in my lifetime, Tommy Burns, for certain. Tommy Burns touched lives. Billy McNeil. I was at Billy's funeral And The manner in which He touched people's lives Was All too obvious Bertie Ald Comes into that category When I Looked at the celebrations Or Not celebrations But looked at the Assembly outside Celtic Park After his funeral That tells you He touched people's lives And the tribute's not stopping there Andrew There's a bit of a, a Ceremony A bit of a, a Presentation going on Before this game yeah, there was also a, a plinth that was brought out that says Ald with the number 10 on it and a representative from Celtic has, has walked out and placed on a replica of the European Cup, of course, Bertie Ald, a, a Lisbon Lion, one of the players that did that magnificent achievement in 1967. That's just out there as there's there's music playing over the sound system, there's there's pictures and, and memories of Bertie Ald on the big screens as well and applause ringing around Celtic Park as they remember a true great of this football club Nice moment that Hugh Yeah as I say this is visual proof that Bertie touched people's lives they they celebrated his life to an extent when the the Requiem Mass was over at St Mary's on Friday uh, the, the way the people sang outside Celtic Park uh, he was what Celtic fans want at their club He was a terrific player He truly loved the club He truly loved the supporters And Because of his humour They just associated themselves with Bertie And he thought of himself As one of them And that's why The outpouring uh, Has been so great Since, uh, since Bertie mm. passed away Okay I'll tell you what As the Celtic fans absorb 
Uh, that touching tribute to the late great Bertie All We will take a breather and we'll go back to Celtic Park for kick-off next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Game one is done and dusted It ended in a 3-1 victory for Rangers at Livingston And three points for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Game two is about to get underway The phone lines are open so you can get in touch all afternoon but let's go back to Celtic Park We'll get a full recap of the teams And the flavour of the, of the build-up I should say With our reporter Andrew McLean Who's there Well he was there Everything's going to pot Honestly Hugh Keevans yeah. I, I give up on, I'm like you I want a simple uh, existence I'm going to get the Nokia I'm going to communicate That's via true. Nokia At yeah. all times Can you phone me a guy To do flat back oh, Stop it <laughs> You've got to let that go Have we had any update Has he been? No no no, no he hasn't been oh, there, there, There's a vacancy Mm. Apply to Shugster Care of Radio Clyde <laughs> ah, You'll be fine Hugh Just I tell you what Get yourself home Pour yourself a glass of wine oh, And will. get yourself a screwdriver no, no, And no, just no, see no. what and chaos see what happens no, yeah, See what you can build no, there's, somebody, there's somebody coming to lift a carpet at 6 o'clock What? Hammond for you When are you planning on just living in this house? I've, I've asked that question of the management uh, <laughs> But the management have yet to give me a reply it suits me uh, There is still a couple of minutes Before kick off So we'll try And go back to Celtic Park Before things get underway Worth reiterating though You play a huge part The main part of every show But particularly These six hour Sundays We always open the phone lines early It gives us more time To reflect on game one As well as absorbing What's happening In game two So Rangers fans What did you make of it? A 3-1 win By and large Very comfortable A goal off the bench For Sakala Two very good goals To get things up and running From our field and Aribo There was more game time For Patterson and Tavernier Simultaneously On the pitch We even saw Jermaine Defoe For a minute I think uh, Up front What does that say about his future As a player at the club Rather than Part of the coaching staff And of course There's always room for Things to be better Were you Concerned at all By the goal Rangers conceded Maybe I think one other um, Concerning moment At the back Or was it all about the win and the 3-1 victory Pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 We are here until 6 o'clock So you have three more hours To get your calls in The look on the faces <laughs> Yes Of Mark oh. Wilson Gordon DL And Hugh Keevans I'll tell you what I don't think we can get Andrew McLean So let's just Let's just get the game up and running uh, On our own terms Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Book your face fit and mask service online now So, who was closest on the predictions earlier on? I went 2-1 Okay, you certainly win that, yeah. neither of you two I said 3-0 mm. Livy scored Yeah, give it to him for Livy scoring mm. Yeah, thank okay, you Sorry Hugh, I hate to do yeah, that yeah, to you yeah. uh, What are you going for then in this one? I'm going 2-0 Celtic Okay, Mark Wilson 3-1 Celtic I'm going to stick with my 2-1 Celtic Narrow then for you Yeah You think Aberdeen can make life tricky? I, I, Yeah I don't think Aberdeen is as b- bad as what everybody makes out I think Celtic obviously a difficult game on Thursday night But I think they'll have enough at Celtic Park today Okay well you can tweet us all afternoon at Clyde SSB I've not given up by the way I still want your names, your suggestions For what this on? imaginary Clothing brand That mm. Mark Wilson And Gordon Gale Are going to launch We're also looking for Some investors as well Just uh, to help So you can <laughs> Get your tweets in <laughs> And some clothes That we can just rename uh, We've not got the materials Along the way yeah. uh, But Our we are on the phones plan. So pick up that phone Keep us company And Extra uh, 
thing for you to note We will give you post-match reaction From the Tony Macaroni very soon So that's worth staying around for We're going to hear from David Martindale He's got some interesting things to say On the football match And Snowball Gate He even <laughs> mentions that as well And uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst It's always good to hear from the new manager And see what he made of the game today So we'll do that Pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind uh, Celtic have had a variety of home league performances mm. uh, They've actually not quite got this one underway yet So let's get a recap of the teams with Andrew McLean Yeah, well before I get to the teams I'll just tell you the, the presentation for Bertie Old Actually continued the two players out the tunnel First were Callum McGregor And of course former Celtic captain Scott Brown as well They both came out with Reese And laid them in the middle of the pitch Where there was that big flag in memory of Bertie Old The rest of the teams then followed and there was a minute's applause before that uh, there was also a rendition of You'll Never Walk Alone it was announced that Bertie Ault's family are here in the stadium today as well as Lisbon Lions Jim Craig and John Clark so touching moments before this game between the two sides who are now getting ready to kick off I will give you that team news just before we kick off it's Joe Hart and goals for Celtic the back four Ralston, Carter Vickers Welsh and Juranovic the midfield three McCarthy, McGregor and Turnbull with Abada and Jota either side of Kyogo for Aberdeen Joe Lewis in goal for them the back three McCrory Scott Brown and David Bates it's uh, Jack Gurr and Johnny Hayes the wing backs Lewis Ferguson and Del McGee the central midfielders Ryan Hedges and Marley Watkins supporting Christian Ramirez up top that is the game underway here at Celtic Park so as we were saying we've got the team news in we've got your phone calls lined up we're here for you on Twitter as well Celtic Mark They've blown teams away at Celtic Park at times in the league this season And and then we found that that wasn't always going to be the case We saw Dundee United come and do a good job We saw Livy come and, and really frustrate And um, in the, the most recent one in fact was the Livy game wasn't it at home yeah. So even the St Johnson one before that I think it was a 2-0 victory It wasn't breathtakingly brilliant So it'll be fascinating to see how this one pans out it will be um, But I think the Celtic fans Going along Would would have been happy To see that Starting line up You know it, it, Particularly Kyogo And Jota When they're in the side Celtic are obviously A much better team I think they, Everyone else around them Gets a lift As well um, So I think they'll be Pretty happy with, with the front three As long as they start At a good pace Which is, isn't always easy Coming off the back Of a European game um, So Start is vital And uh you know, we're just seeing Aberdeen start right away, try to take the, the game to Celtic by putting the ball right in the opposition half right away. But McCarthy, I'll go back to it. I think it's an important afternoon for him. Last time I seen him, I keep going on about this Livy game at the Tony Macaroni, but I was there, I thought he had an awful game. He couldn't do anything right. You know, he looked off the pace any time he had the ball. He gave it away. Well, today is a big opportunity for him. If he puts in a good performance today Celtic win the game Then he can actually lay claim To that holding midfield role Going forward So interesting to see How he performs today I think we'll see some Pretty special Images Hugh Of that pre-match gesture Scott Brown In the red of Aberdeen I keep yeah. saying it Along with the new Celtic captain Callum McGregor Laying wreaths In the middle of Celtic Park On top of Big banner that was there in tribute uh, to Bertie Old. It looks pretty special based on what I've seen already. Well, I always feel that uh, if you go to those lengths, then you must honour the memory of the man. Uh, Celtic have it uh, to do. They have to honour Bertie's memory. Uh, and the only way you do that is by playing good football and by winning the game. 
So the onus is on them to do that. It's a big week for Celtic. You know, the, this is a big game, Aberdeen. And then they get Hearts at home, and Hearts right now are above Celtic in the league table. So today and on Thursday, which is when Celtic will play Hearts, it's an important sequence of matches for Ange Postacoglu because people will appreciate Ange and the job that he has done. They will commend him for the job that he has done, but at the end of the day, results will mean everything. There's a free kick to Aberdeen in a good crossing position. It was James McCarthy, I think, who went into the back of Marley Watkins and Aberdeen are going to load the box here just between the corner flag and the 18-yard box. Uh, a good early chance for yeah, the Don. It's a, it's Scott good, Brown is up there. Good position for him, Gordon. Um, it's all about the quality. McCarthy was sort of arguing about the decision. I don't terrible think. delivery. Yeah, <clears throat> if you're going to go at Celtic Park and get something, your deliveries have got to be a lot better than that. Um, but Aberdeen really, you know, in the face of Celtic, early yeah, on, yeah. yeah, you've got to say they've come out the blocks okay so far. Well, when you talk about uh, jobs that people have to do, uh, Aberdeen, <laughs> this is simply not acceptable. As Joe Hart goes down looking injured in that collision with Ramirez, he's looking poorly. Yeah, that Ramirez, I think he's entitled to go for this. His momentum takes him into Joe Hart. He's instantly apologising, but Joe Hart stayed down, so moment of concern for Ange Postacoglu. A wee bit late, I've actually seen the... Cometh seen the hour, cometh the man. Barkas, welcome back. Oh, no, no, wow. no, no, no. I don't no, even you, know if he's on the bench. I didn't you, check, but I assume he is. No, you would be as well posting the points to Pataudry and everyone going home early. <laughs> he's not, not, he's not, not moving much, Joe Hart. I mean, when you see him, he's lying <laughs> down, arms on his chest. You know what? It's. I think Marie, uh, Ramirez Scott Bain is a bit that's on the bench. Stand down, mm. stand down, Hugh Keevans. Ramirez <laughs> is a bit late there for me. Joe Hart's got the ball in his hands, um, but. Uh, I think he, he could be okay I'm sure he's going to be okay I'm sure every Celtic fan will be hoping he's okay but um, somewhere after three, four He minutes. had a remarkable night in the Bay Arena uh, he was sensational against Bayer Leverkusen um, and it's not the sight the Celtic fans want to see uh, he's still in some distress is it, is it, has he trapped a nerve or something I don't know. I That's think the you, last you, thing the, f- the country needs is for you three to diagnose yeah, trapped nerves yeah. from Daz, 12 miles up the road. I'm usually a body language sort of a guy. I think he'll bop on his feet in the next couple of minutes and feeling quite good. There you go. There you go, Joe. Hope well you come. Daz. Good diagnosis, sir. Yeah, when you play with City, you install that into you. See, see, he was up, though. He's, uh, he's, he's up and then he goes back down. Yeah, Joe Hart. Unsteady. Uh, I'm not no. sure about this because no, he, no, he, no. does, he does get to his feet and then goes back down again. Uh, so I think there's a, bit, a good bit of concern over Joe Hart here I mean mm. he's kind of smiling well, now yeah. but, but the fact that he stood up and then went back down Wouldn't be particularly <sighs> encouraging I know this isn't a medical term But he seems to be wiggling everything His fingers, his arms, his toes Almost like he's I don't know, like you says A, a, a kind of I don't know, you know when you hit your funny bone sometimes and It's an get... unnecessary challenge by Ramirez I think Because Joe Hart has the ball in both hands Uh the referee is not taking any action against Ramirez, but this doesn't look good to me. What's, what's going on what's, here? Yeah. I mean, see if you're Stephen Scott Glass. Bain so. is getting ready. Um, if you're Stephen Glass, you're happy with how your team started. Very aggressively in terms of pressing, got a free kick early. 
Ball into the box For me there's a tactic Okay Probably a wee bit late But nothing I, I think it, over is, the top Is he caught him in the hip or it's, very, it's a strange one Because you, when you look at it uh, uh, you know, in real time, you're thinking, well, there's not a lot in that, but obviously, Joe Hart's a big lad. Okay, Scott Bain's jacket is back on. All oh, right, and okay. they're giving uh, yeah, Joe Hart uh, another chance right, to recover. On. Yeah, next um, set piece, right on top of Joe Hart. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's the reality of it, isn't it? There is uh, no sympathy when it comes to uh, when it comes to try to get a result or try to get a one up in the game. Well, yes, well, you know, you, Back underway with Joe Hart and goal There you are Yeah but, I said that I, The body language was telling me That Joe was just Making sure everything was Joe okay. is it now Okay first name yeah, terms Yeah well City um, We've got that connection um, But he's a big player for Celtic He really is He's been an excellent signing You've got to say So I think everybody will be delighted He's back in the nets I, I, I wouldn't be happy With the goalkeeper being like that I mean he's clearly not Sure of himself I don't think I've kept them on. So I, I, I wouldn't rush into a, a substitution well, after that so early. You uh, can't reverse that. No, um, and you've got to trust your goalkeeper. Look, you've got the fizzles on there asking him every question, ticking every boxes. Usual ten minutes. Let's see how it goes with them. But I'll be very surprised if Joe Hart comes off that pitch unless it's half time or full time. But straight from the straight from. The, the action restarting Joe Hart out to Juranovic Aberdeen so aggressive again they're pressing end up winning a, a throw in high in the Celtic half a good start for Aberdeen yeah very good I don't think Celtic have crossed the halfway line yet that, although that said it's the seven minutes is a bit of a false time because Joe Hart was down for about three of them I would imagine and at now least. we've got Yota injured as well <laughs> so nah, he's alright just he's a, okay. a stomp in the toe he'll be alright Hugh I think you're right, Mark. If you're if you're Aberdeen and you get an opportunity, you've really got to test. Put that ball on top of the Celtic defence and test the goalkeeper, um, and then you'll get a sense of how Joe Hart's really feeling. But I'm sure in the next minute or two, Joe Hart will be perfectly well. Jota, you're right. Just getting a little stamp there. Celtic, look, it's early. There've been a stoppage. This game needs to get going. Yeah, it might settle into a football game eventually. Well, it's a disturbing start. Uh, but it'll have to settle into a game because there's a lot of work to be done by both teams. Aberdeen got to get out of that bottom six. Uh, Celtic are, as things stand, seven points behind Rangers. Uh, that would be enough to frighten the Celtic support. They couldn't have that 15 games into the season. And I don't, I don't think I could be wrong here. I don't think Scott Brown's playing yeah. that position yeah. that we You're were right. talking. I think yeah, he's, he's sit, I think he's sitting in front of the, the 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 defenders and just giving them that bit of protection so the balls get into uh, Fiorahachi. He's trying to stop that uh, avenue. So it looks like a flat back four to me. Yeah. Yep. I think you're right. Does. Yeah. Well noticed. I was I was good at this sort of game. I like to warm ups as well when I was out there in the cold, like watching them. But um, you're right, hearts are pressing very. Eh, hearts. Aberdeen are <laughs> He's back. I know, I know. I was, <laughs> hearts, I was, hearts are I was flying high there. Uh, Aberdeen are pressing quite uh, high up the pitch. They're obviously trying to unsettle Celtic, so it's up to them to break that down. Yeah, this is Celtic now with a sustained period of possession. It doesn't usually take them nine minutes, but it's been a very disrupted start. Aberdeen doing their bit, an injury to Joe Hart doing. It's bit as well But eventually Celtic With their foot on the ball And now Ramirez Is the, the sort of lone figure Who's trying to chase things down As Celtic go down The left hand side Captain Callum McGregor Being shadowed 
by Ross McCrory as he tries to put one into the box, which is hacked clear by Scott Brown. Uh, the phone lines are open 01419511025. You can get in touch, let us know what you made of the Rangers game or indeed the Celtic game as it's going on, and we'll start getting some reaction uh, from Livingston. As well, in fact, let's just do that, shall we? Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst First time we've heard from him after league duty as Rangers manager Here he is speaking to Sky Well, I think we had a, we controlled the game We had a great start, first 20-25 minutes um, Scored some two goals, you know, we, uh, we knew the chances would come In that manner, you know, with Scott, um, you know, making, uh, making his run into the spaces So, the first goal was excellent, second goal was also really good Good uh, positional uh, game from our side, and a great shot by by, by Joe. So uh, I think after that, you know, we we, we a little bit um, lost the intention of, of playing, and also the speed of play. You know, we were a bit sloppy, and then of course the the two one uh, made it uh, made it a real game. I think um, especially in the second half, we controlled more. We didn't give any chances away, but. If you have so much control of the game, you, you, you have to make sure you finish the game as well as early as possible. And I think we kept Livingston uh, too long in, into the game, you know, with the with the header of Sakala, with the corner kick. I think that was the, for us, uh, you know, a relief because it was 3-1. And after that, we, we kept the ball and didn't give them any chance to um, to play anymore. No way, Livingston, it can be very hard because they're very physical, you know, and they give they gave a lot of long balls. So. Today was important to start well and to uh, defend also the, the second ball really good. And I think we did it. Only time we got exposed was with the goal they, they scored. But overall, you know, it's been a really good um, performance from the, from the team. Of course, you know, we will always have uh, departments uh, in our game we can, we can improve, but uh, we, will, uh, we will do that. Uh, if you keep playing games like this, you know, Last Thursday against uh, Prague, today also was a very confident display we, we showed. So that also gives confidence to the players. And uh, now we have two, uh, two more days to prepare for hips on, on Wednesday. So it's another uh, steps we can, we can take in our, uh, in our game. Let's hear from Thomas, who's a Rangers fan, on the line. Listening to the manager there, Thomas, what did you make of it today? Good afternoon. Uh, I thought it's promising middle to front the way it has been most of the season but I thought it was a lot tighter people seemed to know what their jobs were eh, a lot better Kane and Aribo I thought was unplayable but I'm more funny about the transfer um, transfers in January and I think the first transfer that we should get is Nikola Katic coming back to the club because middle to front were looking good but that defence has been suspect all season and I phoned up last season saying that I felt they were suspect last season and so many times McGregor, nearly given his nickname, McGregor had bailed us out. Um, 12 saves at least last season that he should never have said. Had it not been for McGregor, your defensive record would not have been anything like what it was. Um, well, defence is that good, yet McGregor was player of the year. You know, why should he be making all those saves? I think still following on this year, we're getting found out because he's not just been as sharp as he was last season. We've chopped and changed the goalkeepers as well. Um, but again, during the week and today, he was back to the McGregor of old, he bailing us out again. Um, we can't keep relying on him. We need a really solid centre of the defence. The quicker we get Hollander back, and I would be going now and getting Katic to come back in the, in January. I feel Goldson sometimes last season as well flattered to deceive. And this season, 
I mean, he just seems as if his mind's not in the game. Caught out of that first goal, you know, it just ball watching didn't time the flight of the ball or anything. He's passing when it's good is terrific. But again, some wayward passes, bad positioning. We definitely need a strong centre of defence come January. It all started very positive from Thomas Gordon, but he's seeing things that he wants to see improved. Yeah, I'm sure the the Ranger manager will be seeing things he wants to improve, Gordon. Um, I thought that the goal that they conceded was a poor uh, bit of defending from Golson getting caught with a ball that, that from that distance. Also, I thought Bassey should have reacted quicker. Cartage, I don't know. You've got Hollander there, Balogun, you've got a couple of centre-halves. So it'll be interesting to see how the Rangers manager goes, goes about his business in the January um, if he gets money to bring players in. I definitely would be looking at the defensive side of it because I thought today you're talking about Ken, you're talking about Rebo. I thought Arfield was, he's, he's work off the ball, he's run off the ball, he scored another goal as well. I thought he was excellent. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you've got to stop uh, leaking those goals. That was too easy a goal for Livingston today. But all credit to them, they took it well. But defensively, I think there's a bit of work still to be done. I think you're doing a disservice to Fitzwater here. I, I think if that's the opposite way around and Goldson has played that ball, drilled it over the centre half, over Fitzwater's head, right onto a cane and touch it, would be waxing lyrical about it, saying how good a ball it was. And we've done it in the past because Goldson last season, remember, I think it was you that pointed out, Gordon, against Livy, was it the Defoe goal or was that Tavernier? Anyway, same kind of ball, brilliant. So, where. I don't think Golson had a good season. I think today it's harsh to pinpoint him. I think Bassey, though, is the one to blame. But it's certainly a position that I think Rangers need to get better. And Thomas is right. Al McGregor bailed Rangers out a lot last season. But that's that's what he's there to do. Now, when he doesn't make those world-class saves every week, then people start going, well, let's trace it back. How are these chances, you know, falling at strikers' feet? And, and they start seeing the problems that lie with the Rangers' defence. So it's an area Van Bronckhurst will have to strengthen in January if he's got the funds. Well, that the, you raise the most pertinent point of all. Rangers cannot go on, to my way of thinking, buying players without selling any. The posted losses of £23 million not too long ago it would be illogical for any more money to be spent To be on fair though, Thomas is talking about bringing Katich back He's yeah, not but, talking about going breaking but, the bank anywhere But, but Katic can only come back if his uh, loan deal allows uh, It may be the case that he's there and he cannot be taken back mid-season uh, So, uh, with regard to Hollander, Time, nature will decide when he comes back uh, because it's a, a an injury problem And anyway, it would take Hollander Like Christopher Julian at Celtic It will take these players a long time To get back up to speed After such a long time out Okay, we've covered room for improvement Thomas What about the the good stuff, if you like The, the, the things that, that pleased you today? Again, it was evident on the midweek game as well I just felt that we were looked sharper going forward Although we can take more chances Than able Mr Haddonfield uh, during the week um, on another day, he'll score two or three of those. But um, middle to front, I thought I thought there's been something missing this season, if I'm honest. And I now think that this move to Aston Villa um, has perhaps been on the back burner for a wee while, for longer than perhaps we realise. Because there was just something not right when you watch Rangers this season, something you couldn't put your finger on in general. 
I think has phoned up previously I called it a malaise through the team and I think that this this is the problem and I think now that Stephen Gerrard has gone um, we can start afresh without the, the, the doubts as to what's happening with the manager and I think it's already two games in again middle to front it's looking a lot better Kent looks better Morelos looks better Aribo has got a more free role going forward and he said himself he wants to get more goals and I think the new way that he's getting played the last couple of games, if that continues, the goals will continue to come because he is a class player, there's no doubt. He's the one I would really hope that uh, Gerard doesn't come for. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, everyone identified the tough start on paper for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's won the game in Europe, which gets Rangers through, and he's gone to what's widely regarded as a tough place and won in the league. So can't really ask for much more than that after two games no you cannot uh, Thomas wonders what happened to, to Rangers in the earlier part of the season I think the 10 in a row business uh, having stopped Celtic winning 10 in a row subconsciously a lot of players thought I've done my job here even Stephen Gerrard at his first Aston Villa press conference said I had a remit at Ibrox and I fulfilled the remit the remit being to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row and I think subconsciously uh, the Rangers players and Steven Gerrard uh, took their foot off the gas uh, and now there's a, a fresh face a, a new voice a new dynamic at the club and I think that's why performances are picking up and will continue to pick I, up I think what's helped as well <coughs> Hugh is the new managers come in and tweak the system to the two the three and the one and I think the players are bought into this system. hold that thought please Goal Flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0 And it's that man Jota We think the cutback was initially from Callum McGregor the skipper And Jota just continuing why, uh, Showing why the Celtic fans love him so much He's opened the scoring Celtic it, it kind of has been coming Although Aberdeen started quickly Celtic have really asserted their control in the game And now with about 19-20 minutes on the clock Jota has put Celtic in front I have rarely known a player on loan To... Hit the ground in such dramatic fashion as Yota. Uh, he clearly loves being in Scottish football in general, Celtic Park in particular. Uh, but the goals, the assists, uh, he has just been phenomenal. Uh, and you would think, given his age, given that it's a different culture here, different everything here, different language, different weather, everything, but he has adapted perfectly. Uh, and that's a vital opening goal for Celtic and What a goal it is Turnbull gets the ball McGregor continues his run It's a brilliant ball through to McGregor He just taps into Jota's path And he puts it into the top corner It's no more than Celtic deserve Aberdeen were aggressive at the start of the game But as soon as Celtic started getting possession Jota's been in a couple of times They have been terrific And uh, deserve their one goal lead Gordon DLI Criticised, I slagged Kenny Miller on Friday night for introducing the idea of pre-assists so I'm not sure we'll go down that route But it is the pass from David Turnbull that unlocks things before the, the cutback from yeah, and, it's, and it's a, a very clever run from the Celtic uh, captain as well, Gordon And Mark's right, he looks up and he just puts it on a plate for Jota and says Go on then, put that in the back of the net I think the boys are right, I think the Celtic deserve it It's taken them a wee bit to grow into this game But they're dominating it now and I think that Aberdeen will need to watch what they're doing because if they lose another one, they could be in real trouble here. But Jota, the uh, he's just 
He's walked into a club that has suited everything about the young lad, and he's he's absolutely terrific. The fans have taken to him. He's scoring goals. His performances are brilliant. And if he sings like George Michael, what a player this guy's got to be. So good start for Celtic. Let's get back to Thomas's point on the phone, Gordon. What I was about to ask you, Thomas was talking about. You know, he felt there was a malaise previously. Hugh gave his theory on it. Are you, are you surprised? Impressed? What, how would you describe it after a couple of training sessions? The way you can already see those subtle tweaks that the manager wants to make at Rangers. Yeah, yeah we were in, we were interested to see what he was going to do on Thursday night, first home game. Uh, he tweaked his system And I think the the players are bought into it I think that he also Has given licence now to Get the midfield players running beyond And hitting an early ball And causing problems Because if you see Rangers first goal Arfield The minute Tavernier gets the ball Usually under Steven Gerrard Arfield would drop off And take that ball And try and keep the build up going The minute Tavernier gets the ball Arfield's on his bike He's away He knows the run and it's a great ball through and it's a terrific finish. They used the width very well today. Um, yeah, there are tweaks. Um, I'm sure that he will look at it. He said, the Rangers manager says, we can always improve. He'll look at the things that he wasn't happy with. But to go to Livingston, Gordon, after a, a Thursday night at home and the excitement of that and the result and everything that went with it, I thought they played very, very yeah. well, especially second half. They dominated second half. Yeah, Mark, whether this is to Rangers and Scott Arfield's credit or it's to criticise Livingston, I, on the initial reaction, can't even see who was supposed to be tracking Arfield because there was that big a gap between the Livingston player and, and him. Yeah, well, when you look at it, you know, he runs off the back of Holt, but Holt quickly turns and points to Parks to pick him up. Parks is too far out, try to protect that channel. But fair play... To, to Arfield For seeing the gap Seeing the opportunity And then you've got Tavernier's got to put it on his On his toe Which he does So It was quite evident It's something that Van Bronckhurst Has worked on in his short time at Rangers Because in the first half I would love to see the stats How many runs You know Arfield made Into that box You know Off the ball And like I say That doesn't get a lot of credit In, in modern football now You know Creating that space um, For others to come into and Arfield got it spot on this afternoon. So, Thomas, overall, then two games in, you're feeling pretty positive about what you've witnessed, albeit you've identified room for improvement. Yeah, so I'm I'm very positive. I think this is just a kickstart our season needs um, with someone new coming in. I think, as I said, Jaraz Mine was made up to to leave, and I think perhaps as people have been saying, his his remit was done as he felt, and therefore he had let. Maybe not standards drop, but he's mm-hmm. taking his eye off the ball. And I think now that Gio's in, um, with the experience he's had at Feyenoord, I think he'll be doing well. Nice to hear from you, Thomas. So one four one nine five one one zero two five lines are open here until six. Celtic one Aberdeen nil with twenty five gone. Hugh Celtic very much on top. Yeah, the the last time Aberdeen were involved was when Ramirez clattered into Joe Hart. Uh, they haven't done very much since then at all. Uh, Celtic could have been. Phased by the, the long interruption For the treatment to Joe Hart uh, But they are now just Swarming all over Aberdeen Ralston there got to the byline Good play from Abada Just holding it up Waiting for Ralston to go round him It's been such a good tool for Celtic this season And he plays him in Ralston byline just tries to dink it But gets it wrong Straight into Lewis's hands And he probably has to do better in that situation He's been great at that this season But that time Just let him down at the last 
the last uh, booking minute. here for McGregor yeah. Celtic captain. Yeah, I, I think it was inevitable. Uh, he, he does clip the Aberdeen player. He, he's stopping his momentum. It's a yellow card yeah. all day. Yeah, agree with that, Hugh. Stopping a promising attack, they yeah, call it, and that was um, taking yeah. one for the team. It's that called was the, Gordon. The dictionary definition, I think. Yeah, um, Celtic will just need to defend that. They'll they'll be a bit disappointed. They lost a a goal for my set playing Thursday night as well. I'm sure they'll have spoken about that and try and work in that. But I think Celtic are very comfortable in this game. Um, I think that um, you know they're moving the ball about uh, nicely. They're using the width of Celtic Park and. Um, Aberdeen just need to be careful here because you don't want to lose a second one again 2-0 down at half time at Celtic Park because it's a long way back mm. Good defending there from Carter Vickers because it's a decent ball in not a set piece the first set piece is a poor one from McGeoch but his second ball in is a decent one I think it's Lewis Ferguson maybe coming out of the back we know how dangerous he is in there but Carter Vickers manages to get enough on it to clear it and it's an opportunity for Aberdeen. So Celtic don't want to be giving up too many set-piece situations. I did notice there, their line was incredibly high. You know, and it's... I think it's the correct thing to do. You know, the deeper you go, the more inviting it is and more difficult it is for your goalkeeper. Abad is not having Scottish weather, is he? He's got the... The gloves on, the long sleeves. Ah, that's common the these days. Underneath. That yeah, is common. Yeah, quite right. Uh, Hugh, I, I meant to point out during Thomas's call that Rangers do have a, a recall option for Nicola Katic uh, in January. But I feel like I have to come clean. The reason I didn't... And see, when I look back, when, whenever the day comes when they decide that I've been bluffing it long enough in here and they... they they move me on And someone says What is your greatest achievement As the host of Super Scoreboard I'll think about The sky high listening figures I'll think about Some of the live shows I'll think about Some of the moments But it will all come down to Managing to eat An entire burrito <laughs> During Thomas's call So that's why I couldn't get the bit out <laughs> that was done the full About Nick like, How big was that as well oh, That was massive I have done every single bit of that that's, During Thomas's call I, I wondered Thank you, you. I, I, I'm glad you Told me what that is Because I'm, I'm looking at the Dazzler And Mark And I'm thinking What is that they're eating Don't get me wrong I've got serious indigestion So for the, next two, for the next two and a half hours It could be worse than usual The stuff that comes out of my mouth But um, there we go Yep That's why I didn't get round To telling you About Nicola Katic right. So consider it done Oh I, I I fully understand your predicament I'm just uh, glad that you've also told me What it is you're eating Mm. Just wonder, look at it. When George comes in at 6am tomorrow And sees bits of rice on the floor I wonder uh, what, he, what he's going to be thinking <laughs> It's like somebody's had an empty In this studio <laughs> all, all the empty boxes Yeah But a promise, promising situation for Celtic David Turnbull just nicked it away At the edge of the box from McCrory who bundled him over And uh, Turnbull Free kick But Celtic have certainly Been good Probably But Apart from the first 10 minutes where Aberdeen were aggressive, Celtic took a grip of this game, moving it well, looked sharp, and it's, I said before, it's not easy to do that off the back of the exertions they put in on Thursday night against a very good side. So Ange Postecoglou will be happy how his team's tackled this first half. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, the first goal was important to Celtic this afternoon. Um, Aberdeen obviously coming with that game plan, trying to be in the faces of Celtic early. Uh, but it's not really worked because I think, as I keep saying, I think with the width that's Abada and Jota give Celtic, they make that pitch huge. And obviously, with the the, the guys like McGregor and Turnbull in the middle of the part, it can feed um, Kyogo with his movement. It causes a bit of a, a problem for Aberdeen, but um, they're still in the game. Uh, Scott Brown's still working away hard, trying to organise. Um, he'll still believe, but 
I go back to your next goals, the important the, one. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think so, Hugh, because uh, I couldn't see Aberdeen coming back from that. And, yeah. you know, they, they need to be the ones that get the next goal. But the problem I've got is, apart from injury, Joe Hart, I've not really seen him. No, no. You know, they, they've not offered anything Aberdeen. Uh, but, uh, fun enough, uh, Kyogo has had one of his quieter games. Uh, not a, a real chance yet uh, But Celtic are dominating this match And they're working very hard As I say, I think it's such a big week uh, They've got to make sure they don't slip up against Aberdeen And then it's Hearts at Celtic Park The season began with a defeat from Hearts uh, Celtic have improved immeasurably since then uh, But they'll, they'll want to make sure that they're above Hearts by Thursday evening Joe Hart's okay He's made a good save To deny Marley Watkins Low to his right So Aberdeen They haven't offered a lot uh, In the recent moments In this match Celtic in front Deservedly so But a chance And a good save Joe Hart oh, well, Penalty Aberdeen oh. That shakes things up oh, Celtic oh. had been very dominant As we said But the referee has pointed To the spot Interesting Well Watkins I, I noticed early on You know Causing Celtic a few problems Gets the ball at his feet In the first instance It's a brilliant save From, from Joe Hart and Yes then, the, the resulting corner David yeah. Bates fouled uh, We always see players Jostling and pulling And you get them sometimes And sometimes you don't This one's been given We'll get another look at it Kevin Clancy I think Is the man in the middle What's today the Ferguson that takes the penalties for Aberdeen? Yeah generally And he's got a, a pretty good record yeah, after, Scott Brown he? on him yeah. yeah That would be something Yeah yeah, we'll get another look at it. So, it's David Bates fouled at the resulting corner from that Joe Hart save. It was Dylan McGee, uh, former Celtic player, of course, who whipped it in, in swinger with the right boot. And you can just uh, see it initially, it goes back out. And uh, it's, it's not actually for jostling at all, it's just a trip. I think it's a bad, isn't it? A bad, dips, dips a toe, toe in. Yep, and Bates sees it and he goes down. Always run a risky game when you do that. You know, just dangling a leg out and. Whether there's there's minimal contact, oh. if any. Oh, I think he's. I think I think the referee. Well, hold on. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. It's a goal. Lewis Ferguson makes no mistake from the spot. Beats Joe Hart from twelve yards out, and we're level. Celtic one, Aberdeen one. Well, we'll argue until six o'clock now about the validity of that penalty award. That looks soft to me. I certainly I, I mean, did. Uh, I mean, seen it from behind again. It looks like. If anything He's gone for Bates it. knocks the ball Past Abada Sees his, a leg dangling out there And decides to go into that leg himself um, I think it's a soft one as well But Aberdeen pull one back from the spot Yeah um, I, I, I think that he's played for it Gordon I, I'm not convinced it's a, a penalty kick But That's nothing to do with Ferguson He steps up Puts Joe Hart the wrong way Terrific penalty Aberdeen back in the game He's got a good record from the spot Lewis Ferguson scores a decent number of penalties For Aberdeen And he's done it today at Celtic We scored a few against Celtic for that matter uh, But he's done it at Celtic Park today And we're level Hugh Which will frustrate Ange Postacoglu Because Celtic were Were in front and didn't control up until that moment Yeah and I, you know, The Celtic crowd will get very worked up By the award of the penalty in the first place So the tension has been ramped up uh, Celtic and Postacoglu is shaking his head at the, what has just taken place uh, I, I really think that Bates has uh, conned the referee um, but the penalty has been taken and converted so it's up to Celtic now to respond and it's up to Aberdeen to 
further discomfort Celtic so we've got a fascinating game now yeah, don't get me wrong I think we've only seen one replay is that correct it would be nice to see maybe some different angles see it a bit more listen we don't agree on anything anyway so some, no, no, no. some people will tell you that's a stonewaller some people will tell you it's a great robbery so mm. all part of the fun as I don't think it's a stonewaller um, I, I do think there's contact but I think it's you know Abada does very little he, he, he puts a leg out perhaps and and Bates sees his opportunity um, But listen Ferguson still has to put it away Under pressure And he slots it away nicely And it, you know There was that little warning sign there Just before when Watkins got the ball Just after Celtic scored as well Watkins went down the line Whipped one in as well So there's been Little warning signs there That Aberdeen Although Where their position are In the league And it's not been a great season They've got players that can cause problems When you look at them On an individual basis So you know, Celtic were fine, but they just need to find some way of lifting it again and try and get ahead before half time. If that is a dive, and I stress if, what is the world coming to? Big rugged centre halves, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, yeah, we've come yeah. to expect it from the flair players, unfortunately. Um, maybe I'm being unfair, we'll see it again, but it's certainly in the eyes of most of the pundits, they felt it was soft, or all of you. But, you know, th- there's no point in crying over it now. But there's a game to be won, uh, and Aberdeen. Will be encouraged by the penalty, uh, the fact that they've been out of the game for so long, and now it's one-one. Uh, so it's a fascinating match. It, it's one that Celtic really cannot afford to lose, not with Hearts to come on Thursday night. I mean, it, you you're looking at a sequence of fixtures where there is no margin for error because the the Giovanni factor has started to kick in at Ibrooks. Uh, I think they will go to Hibbs intent on. Seeking revenge for what happened at Hamden It will be one heck of a night at Easter Road on Wednesday So by Thursday, Thursday late, Thursday night uh, We could have all sorts of Yeah, it's it's a real crucial period in the league this, Mark Because of the nature of, of what Celtic do You know, with European qualifiers We have the introduction of the League Cup If you then make it through To the group stage This run of Aberdeen Hearts Dundee United That'll only be the second run Of three consecutive league games Celtic yeah. have had this season It generally gets broken up And particularly If you look recently Leverkusen Europa League Before that St Johnson in the Cup Then it was League Then it was Europa League So it's been In, in terms of looking at that league table And seeing if things are Are changing it, th- This this week coming up Three games could be massive One crucial. way or the other Yeah crucial Starts this afternoon And you've got to say Three very difficult games I think that'll be a sense of frustration That You know when you're going well In the league And you think You've turned the corner Which Celtic When they went away to Pataudry Remember And they went on a good run It's all kind of been Pieced together I think teams like Getting a consistent feel For the league And it'll come of course After the t- turn of the year But I suppose it's a compliment If you're playing in Europe And you're you're getting to cup finals Then you would take that as well But today Hugely important Celtic can't afford To drop any points Especially after watching What Rangers did this afternoon And the Celtic players Will be well aware How the game went We've chatted about it before That we used to watch it You know And Well Before the warm up Or before the team was named If it was on On the bus sometimes They're well aware That Rangers got the job done So they must As well this afternoon don't forget, phone lines are open. We always open them early on a six-hour Sunday. So if you want to speak to us, we would be delighted to have you. 0141 Rangers fans, what stood out for you in the win at Livingston? Whether that's personnel or tactical tweaks or decisions that the manager made, 
Good stuff, bad stuff, indifferent stuff Let's hear it 01419511025 And Celtic fans You're more than welcome as well If you find yourself shouting at the TV You know the drill Shout at us instead But either way The phone lines are open And we want to hear from you right now 01419511025 Aberdeen have had a bit of life Breathed into them from that goal Yeah, without doubt uh, Carter Vickers having the clear there uh, But Aberdeen Rejuvenated by the goal they, they were getting passed around like a partial by Celtic And then the penalty And you'd argue it doesn't matter whether you think it's soft Hard or whatever uh, The penalty has been converted And we're back to square one Yeah we said the next goal was going to be important yeah. to you Because he's changed the game slightly Celtic looked very confident On top of the game If they'd have scored the next goal I'd have just imagined of how many it was going to be Aberdeen look a, bit, a better team now They look oh, more confident yeah. They're getting on the ball They're passing about They're asking a few questions So that goal's certainly given Aberdeen a lift There's no doubt in that Particularly Mark when It shows the importance of getting the big moments in games to, to go your way Because that can happen It can totally shift momentum From five minutes in or whatever When Joe Hart took a sore one Right up to Aberdeen's penalty Celtic looked like Celtic They looked fluid and attacking at will and it looked like it would be a long day for Aberdeen But that moment is able to change things I'm thinking back to the examples The Dundee United game Abada scores on 16 minutes And you think, oh well that's that Dundee United equalised two minutes later And then it turns into a real shocking um, yeah. result for Celtic Dropping points at home to Dundee United So um, the big moments can swing things Of course, and it's important I think Celtic find their way again Because if they keep doing what they did in, in that period You were talking about there Gordon Before Aberdeen equalised Then It'll be no problem They will wear Aberdeen down They keep getting the ball to Jota and Abada They will wear them down and, and create chances But uh, It's the opposite Aberdeen have taken Obviously a bit of confidence from that I think Watkins has come back into the game I think Hedges looks lively mm. Now in and around McCarthy So uh, There's certainly a threat there And I said it before Aberdeen have got players that can hurt you um, So Celtic Just need to steady the ship Just get back to what they were doing And they will create chances I think Celtic would like to see a little bit more of a badder uh -huh. uh, back in for Forrest uh, after Thursday night. Uh, it gives them great width and good pace, but everything seems to be going down the left-hand side. Try to get Jota on it. Obviously, he's so confident with scoring goals. He's a terrific talent. <clears throat> Furahashi. Not seen him. Not, yeah. se not seen him at all, uh, and that's down to good defending, good organisation. If you look at Scott Brown, every time Celtic, he just steps into that area and he's stopping the ball going in, if you're a Hashi. When Aberdeen have got it, he's stepping into the back line and he's just picking it up and starting to dictate play. I think there's a danger. Back to Celtic's <laughs> there's a danger with Furuhashi and it is caused by the fact that if he were still in Japan, his season would be at an end now. Uh, he's, you know, he, he has played Effectively a full season Part of it in Scotland Part of it in Japan He also goes on these Extremely long trips to play for his country Which is unavoidable Celtic bought themselves a, a Japanese international And therefore They have to accept that he'll go On long trips to play for Japan And I think it, There is a danger Given the kind of Tight schedule that Celtic have had There is a danger that Furuhashi Is just running out of steam and you can't put on a Yeti in his place because he has nothing to offer. And you can't have Giacomacus because he's injured. So Kyogo, I think, may be suffering from the start of uh, being out of puff. 
That was maybe a little bit early Let's give him the rest of the game first And see how we get on He's in the box at the moment But it's behind him mm. And Celtic try and build that second wave McCarthy to Abada A decent enough move But eventually chipped in and headed away By the Aberdeen rear guard Just thought that was a good opportunity for Celtic yeah, I think for once Turnbull's balls Maybe ball, a yeah. wee bit too, too heavy, heavy for yeah. Jota He does well But just behind Kyogo How many times have we seen that You know the ball going wide It's squared And Kyogo just taps in Just um, a couple of the passes there Just misweighted But opportunity From a set piece And now it is quarter to four But we're still a good bit away From kick off I think they set, uh, kicked off A little bit late And then we had the long delay For uh, Joe Hart So we're, we're a bit away From half time I should say I think this is going to be A bit of a later afternoon For Andrew McLean Don't forget Phone lines are open Keep your calls coming in We might not squeeze one in Right now oh, Before half time He's taking that right off yeah, Good chance for Celtic Kyogo. It's a header for Stephen Welsh But Kyogo was lurking behind him Yeah if he leaves that I think Kyogo's putting that Maybe in the back of night Gordon It's a great ball in Welsh He doesn't know he's behind them. Do you think he shouted Kyogo's Should have ah, What's Kyogo's ball What's, what's mine in Japanese <laughs> You're not allowed to shout that though Mine, I, that's right, that's a foul, eh? Nowadays. But, but uh, Kevin Clancy would need to know the Japanese version of well, that. Mine, yeah. yeah. He could just shout to anything. I, d- I don't think Welsh knows he's there. I really don't, because if he does, he's favourite all day. I think that's a very good ball in. Tempting ball for a centre forward. Fair play to Kyogo, still wanting to be in those positions after almost having his oh, head taken yeah. off on Thursday night by the Bayer Leverkusen keeper. Mm, yeah, that was a. I was a, a sore one, but he's he's a brave lad. You know, he's for someone so small and so slight. He certainly puts himself in the mix with centre Why, why, why do you do that to me? Because Twitter is just about to blow up with people saying, "Oh, is that right? He didn't look so brave when he went down against Livingston, and he didn't look so brave oh, when he went down against Dundee." Well, Honestly, you set yourselves up. You well, yeah, who knows how how forceful that slap was? All right, okay. Yeah, a lot of people think they know, just well. not you. Oh, Go on, man. Dig, dig yourself you out that for the next it. ten minutes. He's, would you? Brave. He's brave. Kyogo's brave. <laughs> anyway, but, but uh, right now the game's hit a lull for Celtic, uh, and Aberdeen are encouraged by the equaliser. Uh, it's up for Celtic to find a way, uh, but at the moment, not much coming off for them. Celtic have had a couple of forties into the box there Turnbull with that, that cross we mentioned a moment or two ago That one's down the line But it's offside against Abada Abada's an interesting one Daz was just talking about him a minute ago Does Celtic never seem to get the ball to his feet early And allow him just to face a winger one-on-one Like they do James Forrest Or like they do Jota It always seems to be played in behind a Ralston in behind a full back Or we've seen McGregor there Try to put it over the top So You'd like to see him 1v1 To see How he is facing someone Up And the problem is for He's so young I think he's had a terrific start To his Celtic career But he falls in and out of games You know When you need somebody To really step up And take the game with a scruffy neck It doesn't seem to be quite there Yet Four minutes added on At Celtic Park We did mention that Injury to Joe Hart It took him a while Four minutes to be precise to get over it So uh, Kevin Clancy's added some additional time on And we have now entered that four minutes I think, uh, I think Stephen Class will be quite happy again at half time 1-1 Gordon I'll be uh, delighted uh, Yeah, I think he's, he's obviously come with a game plan 
keep ourselves in the game as long as we can maybe try and get a goal and then have something to hang on to because they know how difficult it's going to be at Celtic Park against this Celtic team that really does attack you um, they look well organised the goal gives them that bit of confidence so I'm sure the Aberdeen manager saying just that, that's the first part of the plan get in at half time we're still in the game yeah Celtic attacking again Jota swinging one in but no real takers nothing too threatening for Aberdeen it's a good ball though you know a few step overs checks on his right I've said before he must be a nightmare to play against because he can go either way swings it in it's right in the 6 yard line and I think it's Bates who just heads it away on a pose really looking for a striker or someone a midfield runner or anyone to occupy that space not much more Jota can do there uh, so Celtic are going to try and get their noses back in front before the end of this half uh, they're certainly chapping at the door and for all Aberdeen were were high and in the faces earlier on they're still putting themselves about but you can see Ramirez is operating at about 40 yards from goal so they do have everyone behind the ball now Gordon trying to, yeah. to keep it tight yeah I think I think they're just using a bit of experience saying right okay let's run down the clock let's regroup at half time if we get in 1-1 after losing a goal and after away Celtic started you were thinking they were right up for it I think I think they'd be very happy with that they're just getting guys behind the ball trying to hit the counter attack they've got players that can do that I like the, the likes of, as Mark was saying there, about Hedges. Brown's got that great experience. Hayes, willing runner. McGeoch is a nice football player. Ramirez up front is, is a decent off centre forward. They've actually got a decent, a decent enough side. Yeah, a couple of good moves there from Celtic, eventually ending in a shot from Callum McGregor, but it was blocked. It goes spinning up into the air, and Joe Lewis comes and takes. Yeah, it was a decent opportunity. Well worked from Celtic, and they, they get through McGregor. Oh, it's just. Might have been going wide anyway Bates just turns his back And and blocks it um, But like Daz I think Stephen Glass will, will be delighted How his team started Found their way back into it Scored the goal And the, they've certainly been more promising Celtic just need to lift it In this second half Move the ball a wee bit quicker And uh, and I'm sure they'll be okay in the second half It's going to come back down to A test of the Celtic bench again And what's there for Ange Postacoglu James Forrest obviously uh, I think there's every chance he could come on for Abada before very long uh, but Kyogo will just need to play through because there's uh, there's no Kyogo facsimile on the bench well, yeah. I know it's a, a point for another day but looking at that bench never really see any young Celtic strikers now no. do you on the bench coming through and I just mentioned I was with Sean Maloney the, the, the other night and I'm thinking I'm Last real, you know, Celtic striker who came on made real impact. Could you extend that though? Is that I don't know. Is that a is that a national thing? But uh, I mean, there's yeah, strikers, strikers at the moment are Australian and English. Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose you're right. Sorry, I thought you were meaning about young players coming through no, because no, no, I was going to say Celtic I defenders. Mean, no problem. I can't. You know, but the top end of the pitch. Yeah, you're right, Gordon. Yeah. Uh, we're nearly there, nearly the halftime whistle at Celtic Park. We'll go back there and get the story of the first half with Andrew McLean. Keep your calls coming in. I tell you what, Celtic fans, you can actually phone at half time and let us know what you've made of the first 45. Do that right now, line up the call, and let's hear from Andrew. Celtic 1, Aberdeen 1, the halftime score. Lewis Ferguson's penalty cancelling out Jota's opener in the opening 45 minutes here. There was early concern for Celtic as Christian Ramirez clattered into Joe Hart. The goalkeeper stayed down for a couple of minutes, looked as if he'd need to come off at one point, but managed to recover. Uh, Jota did well to keep the ball in at the byline at the other end and picked out David Turnbull with a cross, but David Bates made a good block to keep it at 0-0. 
then Celtic scored 20 minutes in Turnbull involved again a brilliant ball through into the box for Callum McGregor he cut it back to Jota he was in a good position and in the form he's in he was never going to miss fired pass Joe Lewis for 1-0 five goals in his last five games for the Portuguese winger now it was all Celtic at that point they were pinning Aberdeen back they were using their width well but out of nowhere Marley Watkins forced Joe Hart into a good save it went out for a corner and from that resulting corner David Bates went down under the challenge of Leela Bada it looked as if the winger sort of hung his leg out in front of the Aberdeen defender and when he tried to pull his leg away again I'm not sure how much contact there was but David Bates went down and Kevin Clancy pointed to the spot Lewis Ferguson stepped up usually reliable from 12 yards for Aberdeen and he made no mistake sending Joe Hart the wrong way to level things up after that Celtic struggled to create many clear-cut chances Uh, there was a cross from the right Kyogo Furuhashi looked as if he was going to have a decent attempt at the header but it was actually Stephen Welsh that jumped up first took the ball off his head and could only direct it wide it's all square at the break here at Celtic Park Celtic 1 Aberdeen 1 The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time at the break, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are in the studio. The phone lines are open, so Celtic fans, if you want to take the opportunity at the interval to tell us what you made of the first 45, you can do it. And Rangers fans, what did you make of the win at Livy? How would you sum up events in the opening half at Celtic, Hugh, where it's one all against Aberdeen? Uh, When Yorta scored, I thought... Well, Celtic look comfortable here. Look as if they're enjoying themselves. Now I think they look a bit as if they've run out of ideas. And they've had a really busy schedule. And they did have that game against Bayer Leverkusen. uh, And they worked very hard on that. But uh, I just get the feeling that they're short on ideas today. And uh, Kyogo is short on energy for me. Uh, But could all change in the second half. And it will have to uh, Because the Celtic bench Does not contain strength and depth Other than James Forrest uh, And Aberdeen are feeling good about themselves Having equalised uh, They could use the result as well They lose far too many games uh, So it's a 10 second half And Celtic can't afford to drop anything today Not with Hearts to come next And then Dundee United away So it's a big 45 minutes for Ange Postacoglu well, they can't drop intensity. That's that's the one thing. I, I thought Aberdeen started the the game bright and aggressive, and Celtic looked like they were a wee bit taken aback by that. They struggled to get out their own half for the the opening few minutes, but I thought once they got control of the ball and they kept getting it to Yota and Abada and McGregor and Turnbull were involved, they looked dangerous uh, and they created one or two openings. Then I was like you. Once they got the goal, I thought right, this could be. You know, a couple before half time, and you're right, Gordon. Big, big moments, of course, change games. I thought it took Celtic back a wee bit that penalty, and they, they struggled for a few minutes. Aberdeen grew in confidence, but they slowly creep back into Celtic with their possession and getting in around the Aberdeen box. So, I think they'll have to be patient. I think they'll have to try and involve Kyogo a lot more than they have done. I think Scott Brown actually is doing a good job just sitting in front of him and, and cutting off any supply into his feet and Bates and McCrory are going the other way and dropping deep and, and shutting off the space. But there's no doubt Turnbull, McGregor, Abada and Yota, those are the key for Celtic this afternoon. I think McCarthy, again, it's he's not done anything really wrong, but he's kept it safe. But those other four or five, should I say, if you include Kyogo, are the key for Celtic today. If they 
Keep the tempo up Keep the intensity up Celtic should be able to break Aberdeen down I don't think there'll be any panic buttons pressed at half time Gordon um, The penalty does change the game a little bit Gives Aberdeen a bit of confidence Gets them back into the game um, Then make it very difficult for Celtic I've seen enough in Celtic I would like a little bit of, I know I'm picking on him a little bit Abada He's fresh He's in He didn't You know James Forrest started Thursday night He's got bags of pace I think that They need to Get some service out to him uh, McCarthy Mark's right Has kept it nice and simple McGregor set up the goal I think they've still got enough In their locker It'll be interesting To see after 15-20 minutes If it's not It's still the same 1-1 Changes. I think Forrest is a massive player to bring on the park. We've not been blessed with loads of replays, but as things stand at the moment, was that the right decision to award Aberdeen a penalty? Uh, on the the view that I have seen of it so far, I don't think it was the right decision. I I'm going with you. I uh, the minute I watched it, I didn't think it was a penalty kick. Now I could be proven wrong here. The fact that we've not had a a, a chance of replays. I just thought that Bates seen the leg and decided I'm going for us here. I have to agree with the guys. I think a badder's guilty of hanging his leg out. And I think there's always a danger when you do that. We bit, we bit lazy, you know, when defenders, and he's an attacker, of course, but do that in the box. And it gave Bates the opportunity, but I thought it was soft. Okay, second half coming up next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.